This is the Seafair Investor Podcast, bringing you the tides of investing and personal finance from to millennial seafarers and alike. I'm your host, Soshin, a full-time seafarer, value investor, and a personal finance enthusiast. Welcome to episode 17. In today's episode, we will talk about the common financial ratios that you will encounter when first checking out the company. Financial ratios are a great tool in assessing if the business is either doing great or bad. And as every tool that exists, there isn't a single tool that can be used for everything. Tools must complement other tools and Learning about different financial ratios will help you do a better decision if a company is investable or not. Let's go! The first financial ratio that we are gonna talk about is the price to earnings ratio or the PE ratio. This is the most common one that you're gonna see on every stock you pull out in Yahoo Finance or any platform you use. And of course, the PE ratio will undeniably show up. So what is a PE ratio? Simply, it is the price you are paying for the annual earnings of the company. It shows how much investors are willing to pay the price for every peso or dollar that the company earns. And if it's, example, if it's trading at a PE of 20 times, then investors are willing to pay 20 pesos for every 1 pesos of its current earnings. To make a a real (laughs) analogy, the PE ratio is like the same as buying a grocery item. Let's say you're buying a, a bottle of milk for 200 pesos. However, beside it, you see another bottle of milk selling at 150 pesos. But because you trust the brand more and it tastes better, you are willing to pay a premium or a difference of 50 pesos for that product. It's the same with uh, the PE ratio. It shows how expensive or cheap a stock is and how much the market is willing to pay for for it. But uh, of course, when comparing, you need to do an apples to apples um, comparison, meaning you don't compare the PE ratio of a um, utility stock to a tech stock, which has undeniably a higher PE ratio. Uh, using the the PE the PE ratio is uh, is good when comparing the same businesses, but not across all. This is one of the pitfalls I see on beginner investors and was a victim before when using the PE ratio. I used to see this uh, stock before trading at a PE of two, and I told myself, "Wow." this is really cheap and i saw another stock trading at a pe of 25 and i said wow it's expensive but little did i know that the pe of two is the highest in the industry of the stock while the one that is uh, the pe of 25 was undervalued compared to its peers in its industry 
So this ratio should not be the indicative or the only data that you will use in buying a stock. It's just one data point of many that you can use to research more deeper into the company. Because let's say even if the business is trading at a PE lower than its um, peers on its industry, it doesn't mean it's cheap um, immediately. It just means that you must know why it is uh, cheap. Because the market is not stupid. Yes, it can be inefficient at most, but not stupid. So you must know if that low PE is deserving or not. Again, using the PE will only tell you how pricey it is, but it does not show other uh, factors. It's not a complete uh, picture of a company. And with tools, you don't use a wrench to open a can of sardines. I don't know, it might be an extreme example, sorry. <laughs> Next one on the list is another common ratio that you will see upon checking a stock and probably the most abused one, which is the earnings per share or EPS. This is what most analysts out there are trying to predict in the future of the company's um, earnings. And because the definition of EPS is quite direct, actually, it, it shows how much the company earns for every share of its common stock. For example, you see an earnings per share or EPS of one peso, then it means for every share of that stock, it earns a peso. That's simple. <laughs> so if it shows over time that one peso grows to three pesos or six pesos, then it means the company is profitable, kind of. <laughs> it grows its earnings over time. However, sometimes an increase in EPS does not always mean that the company is growing its earnings because they can also repurchase their stock through buybacks and that decreases the outstanding shares of the company. Because uh, EPS is calculated by dividing its net income with the total outstanding shares. So if those shares are decreasing and the net income is flat, the EPS will still grow. One must always be cautious in seeing the EPS as sometimes it does not really show the real picture. As I've said, this is only a tool and must be used with the other ones to get the full picture. Moving on with the next uh, financial ratio that is also common and one that shows up frequently at first. It's the DE ratio or the debt to equity ratio. This is for me an important ratio because this tells you how much the company is financing its operations through debt compared to using its uh, earnings. This also reflects how healthy a company is with regards to their uh, borrowing. A higher ratio means a higher risk for its shareholders because it usually means the company has been aggressive in financing its growth with the debt. Now, of course, I'm not saying that uh, taking on debt is bad because it could really potentially generate more earnings. 
especially if those debts are used to expand the business or acquire more assets. The only bad uh, thing is having too much debt and more, especially if they're using debt to cover their earnings uh, losses. That's why it's really important to dig deeper into the balance sheet of the company as to where they are using those debts. By the way, calculating debt to equity is simply by dividing total liabilities with total shareholders' equity. This can be found in the balance sheet of the annual report of the company. Of course, you might ask, what's a healthy ratio for debt to equity? Well, generally speaking, a DE ratio of below 1.0 would be seen as relatively safe compared to having more than 2.0. Again, it really depends on the industry where the company operates. Like, for example, a utility company like power plants, they will have a higher DE because of how predictable their income stream is. Because people will always need power. That's why power companies can, can take debts at lower interest compared to um, tech companies that can have unpredictable income streams which poses a risk to their debts. Let's say, for example, a company has a debt-to-equity ratio of 2.0. It means um, the company has 2 pesos of debt for every 1 pesos of equity or shares you own. This is also the reason why having a DE of lower than 1.0 is good because you will be essentially owning more equity than debt. Another thing is that a company having a higher DE ratio may make it harder for that company to obtain more financing in the future even posing a risk for a bankruptcy. For me, debt to equity is one of, the, one of the best tools out there to check how healthy the finances of a company is in, in just one look. Next financial ratio that I will be talking about is the price to sales ratio. So the PS ratio is simply how much the market values every peso or dollar of the company's sales or revenue. This is different from um, price to earnings in a way because price to earnings is price divided to its net profit, while price to sales it's price divided to its revenues. So it's the top line in the income statement. This is calculated by the company's revenue over the past 12 months. This ratio is a good proxy in valuing growth companies as this focuses on its revenues than earnings. Because growing companies on its early stages oftentimes don't turn a profit yet, even with a sustainable and good business model, maybe. So rather focusing on its net earnings, which can sometimes be negative it's better to focus on its revenue growth. That's why you will always hear price-to-sales being used on tech companies. So a lower price-to-sales ratio means the market might be undervaluing the sales the company is making. And higher price-to-sales is vice versa, meaning overvalued. 
Now let's say a company has a PS ratio of 0.5, while its peers are or the industry average is 1.5. So if the company with the PS ratio of 0.5 can manage to turn things around and move the ratio closer to the industry average of 1.5, then there will be a great upside to its share price. However, that turnaround story will only be valuable if it can be translated into actual earnings. So that's why price to sale ratio is a good one, but not on its own. You still need to dig uh, deeper into their costs, the debt that they have, and as such, as this is what be is being deducted from their revenues, which go to the bottom line of net earnings. Now on to the last common financial ratio that I will be uh, talking about is the price to book ratio or PB ratio. The simplest way to interpret a price to book is it's the price you are paying for its tangible assets or a book value. Now before I go further, let me explain a bit what is um, a book value. So a book value of a company reflects the total value of company's assets that the shareholders would receive if the company goes bust or uh, liquidated when it goes um, bankrupt. It simply means that if the company decides to close it uh, close down, it's what the book value is what you can get after liquidating everything. So book value is can be just the difference between the company's total assets and total liabilities. Uh, let's say a company has a price to book of 2.0. This simply means the market is paying twice the book value of the company. That's simple. <laughs> so what is a good number for a price to book ratio? Um, again, a good PB will depend on the industry the company is in. Uh, a good PB for one industry might be a poor one for another. For example, using the PB ratio for tech company is not applicable as they don't have much tang tangible assets to begin with. Because tangible assets are physical assets like uh, manufacture plants like that. But software for tech companies is an intangible asset. So the PB ratio is usually good for asset-heavy uh, industries like manufacturing and property companies. But traditionally, a value of 1.0 is considered good PB for value investors. To wrap the episode, I will say again that tools are just tools. A financial ratio on its own should not be used as a signal to buy a company. You should employ different ratios to complement each other's um, disadvantages. Like you don't solely use PE to buy a company. You should also know it's debt to equity or price to sales. So <laughs> it should be complementing each other. For me, if using financial ratios is, is like a puzzle. They are a small piece to paint a bigger picture of the whole business. So 
use it sparingly and employ it to help drive a story about the business. As Aswat Damudaran said explicitly, numbers should tell a story on what drives its earnings. So that's it for today's episode and thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please do subscribe and follow it on whatever platform you're listening. Don't forget to leave a 5-star rating and a review as it helps in the discovery algorithm. Also, if you want to reach out to me, kindly follow and like my Facebook page, The Seafer Investor Podcast. You can message me there and through my email also, which is saushin at investorgmail.com. See you in the next episode. Bye!